Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 117. After a very long COVID-fueled hiatus, it is fun to be back. Uh, We just have our own special guests in studio. Andy Bernard, Tom joining us from Florida, and Mike Gelfan from the shores of St. Louis Park. Episode 117, we will be back after these exciting announcements. Brad, Sean, Brian, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant One commercial, we got to fire up the sales department. No, we got two. Where were two? Well, I mean, oh, this is a second one right here. Oh, sorry. car selling secrets. Ah, very good. I get it. Studio lines are open if anybody wants to call in. The number is 561 228 4061. I thought I'd start the show out by reading kind of a boys will be boys story. Fernando right. Torres was supposed to be transporting the Chevy Camaro with the local police department had taken to Duval Ford in Jacksonville, oddly that this story comes from Florida, to have police lights installed. An employee of a Ford dealership in Jacksonville was fired after being arrested on charges that he used a police vehicle that was in for service to impersonate an officer and pull over another car. Hmm. Fernando Torres was supposed to be transporting the Chevy Camaro owned by the Green Cove Springs Police Department, which had taken the car to Duval Ford in Jacksonville, to have the police lights installed. On December 30th, an officer with the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office witnessed a man driving the yellow Camaro 
turn on the vehicle's police lights, and pull over another car, according to the police report. The officer stopped nearby to help, but the man in the Camaro drove off, drove off without acknowledging him. Quote, I believe it to be suspicious for another officer not to wait and notify me that my efforts were appreciated, the officer wrote. I, I, what has to run through your brain to think that you can just <laughs> take a cop car and start pulling people over? I don't get it. Well, yeah, no. He's just six years old again. He's playing cops and robbers, but he's an adult I now, so it's all different. It. He just wanted to play make-believe one more time, I think. In a <laughs> yellow Camaro. <laughs> Boy, you wouldn't see that one coming, would you? God. Why does all well, these I'll... stories start in Florida, Tom? What is it the water down there, do you think? or? Uh... What, I, don't, I don't know how many people live here now, but I think it's around 180 million. <laughs> All these New Yorkers. Oh, God, yeah. A lot of people moving to Florida. Well, there actually is a legal reason for it. It's because Florida has a lot less anonymity laws when it comes to reporting. So if something like this happens in another state, you're not going to hear about it because everything has to remain anonymous until like a oh, criminal sure. trial or something like that. Florida really has no such laws. That. Well, so if you do something um, in Florida, everyone's going to hear about it. Yeah, that's true. One thing I'm having a little bit of trouble with is it was revealed today because Hutch used to come on the KQ Morning Show once in a while, you know, Sheriff Hennepin County. Uh, always liked the guy, very nice guy, very pleasant. He got popped for DWI, of course, up in what, Alexandria, Minnesota, I think it was. Yep. Uh, revealed today he was doing 120 miles an hour when they pulled yeah, up. Yeah, I had that just mm. pulled up. Uh, in the five seconds before the wreck, he was doing 126.2, according to crash data. He had started braking 1.6 seconds before the crash when he was going 83 miles an hour. And at the time of the crash, he was going 78 and a half. He's really lucky that he's alive and yeah. he's lucky yeah, that he, is. he didn't kill somebody. He, he must have thought he was an NBA star. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true, you know. So, Tom, I, I know everybody liked the guy. Uh, what do you think he should do? I mean, it's public sentiment, which isn't always, you know, it's kind of like witch burning, but they seem to think that he should just resign and move on with his life. Well, everybody, well, he the only person he hurt was himself, right? He got hurt, and I don't think anybody else did in the crash. That's right, yeah. I don't know. It's, I can't make that call because I'm too close to it. I, I really like the guy. He's a really decent guy. Yeah, he effed up huge, no question about it. I don't know. Is the sheriff allowed to mess up? I don't, I, I don't know. That, I don't great, know. That, that is the question, I, I guess. I don't know. Although I've, I've got an example for you. You can't mess up on the job. How'd the last two presidents get away with it? Well, the Secret job. Service drives them. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. But I'm talking about much bigger f ups than what Hutch no, did. I'll I get tell it. you that. That is the, one of the weird things about being president. After your president, once you're president, you're never allowed to drive an automobile again. Is that true? That's what I understand. Yeah, yeah. Secret that is Service true, is bound to take you everywhere you want to go. So is that why they all became Jimmy Carter wants to go ends? to the shoe shows down in uh, rural Alabama. He has to get a ride from the. Well, I mean, uh, what are they going to do, like, arrest you for trying to drive? I don't. Well, no, obviously. I don't think they'd arrest the yeah, president. But, you know, I think develop relationships with the Secret Service people that guard them, I suppose. I'm sure. But it's like I they think can't it, stop it falls you. under the category of don't be a dick, right? Yeah, I, guess, I suppose true. so. Yeah, that's true. And if you're Jimmy Carter and you're 95, maybe you shouldn't be driving anyway, <laughs> no. even if you're in only four cars and planes, Georgia. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I always liked that man. I don't know if he was a great president or not. I guess he was not, but I always liked the guy. I think everyone likes him as a person. I was, a, I, he was the first president I voted for, and I was a huge fan. And you know, a lot of people um, look at that era as you know super high inflation, which is true. But if you dig into it a little more, I, I make the argument that he sacrificed his presidency to save the economy. So he hired Paul Volcker to run the Fred, the, the Fed. And his strategy was to jack interest rates up to kill inflation. Yeah. Um, and, and it was controversial at the time and, and still is a little bit controversial. But if you read about it, uh, when Reagan beat Carter handily in, uh, 19, in 1980, he didn't get rid of Volcker. He kept him on as the head of the Fed and they kept the strategy going. And it was about three years later that it finally started to take effect. Uh, the economy started booming, and it led to uh, Reagan's second term. So I don't know. I, I'm a big fan. I, it's the last president we've had with any moral compass at all, I think, really. Kind of seemed like it. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. A, he's a really decent person. I think he – I don't know him. I've never even talked to him. Uh, but he does. He, it seems like such a nice guy. He's a really decent person. Had a nice wife, the whole shooting match, right? If you want to watch a great documentary, I think it's Netflix. It doesn't matter. You just Google it. It's called Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President. And mm. it's about all the bands that supported him in his run in 1976 and how he got to be, you know, Willie Nelson smoking dope at the White House. And the, the Allman right. Brothers were huge Jimmy Carter supporters. And, and oh, he would George. invite yeah, all thought, these people I, uh, to the White House for jam sessions and stuff. It's a, it's a pretty thought, interesting look at the presidency. I thought the Jimmy Carter's uh, version, when, when he cut a version of Wally Bully, I thought it was the best that I'd ever heard. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Rock I mean, Sam yeah, the Shannon and the mm -hmm. Yeah. Normally, I can tell if you're being facetious, Mike, but I, I, but you, you might have head faked me with that. Is that true? <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, I will tell you in the documentary, cool, he, is on, he is in the White House Rose Garden singing Salt Peanuts with... Uh, yeah. John, is it John Coltrane? I can't remember who it is. Some jazz legend, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. I think I think what we've learned is that uh, Americans don't really want a decent president. No, mm, kind of looks like it, doesn't it? That's kind or of a loss it, of innocence, all in itself. That's true. Or is it just the fact that no decent people run for president? Yeah, it could be. Oh, well, there are decent people ran for president. It's just no one voted for them, and they got primaried. Like who? I don't know. Some of them, I'm sure. <laughs> you couldn't Statistically, name one of them had to be decent. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> one could only hope. Now, let's see. There was Barry Commoner. There you have it. Kind of like this. Kind of like hoping for decent people running radio. It's not going to happen, right? <laughs> well, Never has. We could talk about that for quite a while. Uh, what the hell? It all works out in the end. Like I said, people just amaze me. It's like, really? Okay, whatever. So, Emil just sent me a uh, link. Apparently, uh, an Italian engineering firm is working on converting the GM Duramax V8 to run on hydrogen. And not really? like a hydrogen cell, where the hydrogen cell makes electricity. It actually is going to burn hydrogen. Really? You know... <laughs> And I'm, I'm not an engineer, obviously. Uh, it, I think the issue with that, other than the lack of infrastructure for hydrogen, is what do you do? And I mean, right now it's what ten below here, Mike. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's getting there. Colder it's colder than cold. hell, and it's the cold. only byproduct of hydrogen combustion is water. Yep. Imagine a diesel truck dumping water out the tailpipe on uh, Highway 100. I think you know, it could be problematic. Now, maybe there's a simple way to solve it, but I don't. I don't know. Well, hydrogen I think burns... we file that one under what could go wrong. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hydrogen burns very, very hot, like way hotter than any gas or diesel. So any water coming out would be steam, but yeah, I mean, when it's minus 10, it's just going to freeze in the air as soon as it comes out of the tailpipe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know how much water it's actually making. Like, you know, is it like you burn a gallon of hydrogen, how much water are you going to get? I have no idea. I, yeah, I don't know either. Because if it's a gallon, then, yeah, that would be pretty bad. Yeah, it's interesting an Italian company is taking this on. Yeah, they're called the Punch Group, whatever that is. They make pizza as well. Yes, the pizza and uh, hydrogen cell uh, engines. That's about right. Very diverse. Actually, I gave Michael Bryant a nice, well, it seemed like he got a nice laugh out of it. Anyway, he texted me this morning, it's minus 11, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I texted him back, thank God, finally, Carol 11 got taken off the air. <laughs> get it? See, get it? Minus, minus 11. 11. Get yeah. it? Yeah. Not exactly my biggest fans out there in the broadcast world. <laughs> they still don't out. like you? I don't. Oh, Christ. These, the only one, I swear to God, it's Chris Egger to Channel 5, and it's Frank and Amelia at uh, Channel 4. And other than that, I don't have a whole lot of fans in the TV business. Well, TV business is over anyway. Although, you know, everybody that ever did the podcast from local media was, I, I remember when Kim Inslee came into the old studio. She was just mm-hmm. a wonderful woman. And she, yeah, she was, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I don't think big I ever fan of hers. story. But, in, um, like, probably was within the first two or three years of doing the morning show. Mm-hmm. There, was a, there was someone from Channel 11 who had some, like, morning show on the weekend. So, you know, they weren't big stars, right? Right. And, uh, but this person uh, apparently wanted to do uh, do something negative about you. Oh, okay. So she calls me up and she says, uh, you know, I'd like you to come on, uh, come on with us live Saturday morning, you know, like at 7 a.m. Oh. Well, that's a non-starter, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> And uh, the more she talked, the more it became obvious to me that that she just didn't like you and wanted someone who somehow would uh, reaffirm her bias. So now now I have to say, obviously, it's not a good reflection on me that she called me. Yeah, she she thought you would stab me right in the back. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. But but that would sort of fit in with your uh, feelings about, uh, about those people. No, it, it's and I never did understand what I ever did to any of those people because obviously Don Shelby is a dear friend of mine. I think the world of him, Mark Rosen, obviously. I mentioned Frank and Amelia, Chris Hager tonight. So there are people I do get along. I I can now claim to tell you the truth. I was told this and I didn't even realize it. I can lay claim to being the first person canceled in America. The cancel culture. I was the first canceled person. Did you know that? Well, it ended my voiceover career. They went after me. It's called me a racist and a bigot and blah, blah, blah. I never worked in voiceover after that. Never. I think Earl Butts might have been the first person that suffered from the cancel culture. Do you think Earl Butts? That's going back a ways. Earl Butts. For those of you that aren't a million years old, he was, was he the secretary of agriculture? 
agriculture, I think that's right? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was overheard telling very, very naughty racist jokes on the presidential plane, oh, surrounded God. by a bunch of reporters. Again, oh, as Mike God. earlier said, what could possibly go wrong? Blue shoes. Is that right? Yep. And a warm place yep. to relieve yourself. Yep. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't sound that funny when uh, when we tell it. So I think he must have had a comedic <laughs> gift. Well, you're not a yeah. secretary. Exactly. The timing is not quite right. I just, why would you sit on the presidential plane telling racist jokes anyway? Why would you do that? Well, you know, I think it's a really interesting question if you think about it. Because for a long time, the press would shield um, less than savory activity by, you know, government leaders. I mean, they gave, it's apparent that they gave Kennedy a huge pass with all his Oh, God, yes. It would never happen today. So maybe Earl is just was the beginning of when they went, yeah, you know, this is just too damn good. We got to publish this story. Well, you know, so many presidents have had a, have had a mistress. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and we've only learned about it maybe in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. So yeah, there was a cozy kind of, uh, kind of, uh, alliance there. And, uh, but, uh, I think when the internet came along, that was the end of anything like that. Yeah, yeah, probably right. true. Because if probably the press true. doesn't report it, some guy or a gal with right. a smartphone's gonna. That's right. God, isn't that sad? I mean, it just, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's, I suppose it's nice for people that can reach out, talk to their friends every day. You didn't used to be able to do that unless you pick up a, a telephone. But I just, my God, anything, oh, you're an idiot. Oh, my God, you're horrible. It's like, would you settle down for Christ's sake? Yep. I just that stuff is so annoying. Like, oh, that's the worst person ever. Apparently, you've never met a bad person because if you think that guy's the worst person ever, you've never been near a prisoner. I can promise you that. Oh yeah. Here's one from the chat from Charlie in Albuquerque. Uh, did you hear that Carol Evan hired a Jewish anchor for the news? No. Her name's Carol Levin. Get it, Levin? Kara Levin? Mm. Oh, Levin. Oh, boy. <laughs> Come on, Gil, Mikey, time man. to Let's check 9-volt batteries in the CO detector, Charlie. <laughs> well, maybe that's what Kara happened on the plane. Levin. They, uh, there was a carbon monoxide. It, it would have to be, and I know this is nitpicking, and I'm sorry yeah. for being didactic and, and a pedant, really, but uh, it would have to be. I was going to say pedantic. It would have to be what? Levine, right? Isn't Levin no, viable, Levine too? Is- I, I realize it doesn't fit with the joke or with the with the actual name of the person, but Carol I never Levine. I never heard of a Jew pronounce their name Levin. Levin. Or, it can be Levin. No, but now on on Passover they may pronounce their name unleavened. Uh-huh. Sorry. Okay. No, Call Levin an ambulance is apparently for Apparently, a common yeah. <laughs> Russian Jewish surna- sur- surname. Oh, it's Russian Jewish? Yes, so there you go. <clears throat> well, aren't you Russian Jewish, Galfano? Oh, absolutely, an Ashkenazi Jew all the way. That's what I thought. So how'd you know, not know about the Levins? You turned it on your own people. Well, you don't well, know I've Russian known a very lot well? Of, I've known a lot of Levines, but um, somewhere along the way, I don't know. It, you know, and of course, all these names get bastardized. bastardized yes. You know, yeah, they when do. When they come yep. from there to here. Um, Gelfand, of course, as you know, Tom, uh, is uh, is a, a Yiddish word that that means, uh, and a Russian word that means either it means either elephant or camel. 
They're oh, two, I didn't know it was camel. I knew it was elephant. Animal, animals, so you know. Well, they didn't. You know, they don't have either in Russia. That's so, true. You know, it's like one name fits all. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. I would imagine that's true. We have to take a break here. We'll be back for that last segment, Car Selling Secrets. And we're going to talk a little bit about Doc Ketchmark, unfortunate uh, event last night. His business burned to the ground, and we're going to talk about that a bit right after this. Holy crap. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. So uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. I suppose I should say something. We are back. Episode one. You're the host, so I would, yeah. Groups, car selling secrets. Are you not hosting now? I thought you were hosting. I I was talking. Oh, you were. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Andy probably had me muted. I don't blame him. I could hear you. Tell me about Doc Ketchmark. For those of you who don't know, Doc's a longtime super uh, KQ fan and listens to the podcast. What, What happened? Yeah, we don't know yet, but he said he unplugs everything before he leaves every night. Left last night at 6.30, and his entire business burned to the ground. There is nothing left of it. So as a matter of fact, I think Joe from Louisville's probably got the information. So, Joe, if you're listening, I would like to help by setting up a GoFundMe page. That would be great. We'd love to do that here and on the morning show. Those meth labs can blow up when you're not looking. Doc the meth dealer. That's what we're talking about right there. (laughs) I understand Sudafed is very flammable. Yes, and yes, I'm sure it is. I don't think there's any question about it. But so what? What is his business? He's a chiropractor. He's a chiropractor. Yeah. I cannot think of a whole lot of things that would cause a fire in a chiropractic facility. Well, it was like 20 below, wasn't it? So maybe it, that's some, somebody it had a space been, heater. Well, yeah, space heaters are one of the most common causes of fire indoors. Yeah. So, on a related story, Chuck Knapp is a Facebook buddy, and um, they he lives down south somewhere. And there was a terrible storm; they lost power. The power company came, hooked things back up, but instead of tapping into the one ten, 
they wired his house at the 240 level. Oh, and the wiring started to smoke and sizzle. And yeah. he says, you know, we weren't there. It probably would have gone up. So I probably also Good destroyed is, everything uh, that was plugged in. Okay. And it's uh, just an insurance claim and he'll be back on his feet. But it's, uh, it was fortuitous that he was there. Well, God, yeah, any, anything plugged into an outlet at the time would be totally hosed, too. So yeah. you have to replace every electronic in your house. That's a big mistake. Yep. You know, it's it interesting, is. Dougie, if it weren't for Chuck Knapp, I don't know that, that my career would be at the point at which it is because he was one of the first big-name disc jockeys that worked in Chicago, Philadelphia, all over the place, and I learned a lot from him over the years. So, I mean, yeah, I was very I lucky. Him back in the 70s when he was in town, and, and more recently he's given me huge motorcycle envy. He, is, uh, he had had his classic motorcycle restored, and he's offering it for sale. Those of you that were riding scooters in the 70s will recognize the green honda 750 uh sport as like the coolest bike he could have owned back in the day and he's had this thing restored to mint levels and like god it just i'd like to buy that but tuition payments are right around the corner for the kids so (laughs) you got that right right. so we do have joe on the phone oh joe is there okay Mm -hmm. good so joe what is the latest with all what's going on with doc no idea. I got one text from him since all this happened. He says, I'm in shock. I bet. Is there, I tried is there any indication said, what caused it? No, he, he says that, uh, like you said, he sheds everything off at night. And that's just animal enough to, to make double, che- double sure before he locks up for the night. Now, I don't blame him. I, I'd be that way, too. If it was, you know I mean? Right. Good guy. Better part of a quarter of a century. His life in that. Oh God. Now adding to that, the shit that you know he he talk about a kick in the nuts. He just lost his dad recently. He just lost his godfather's uncle. Um, then this comes along and happens. Yep. Now I, I, I know, even tried calling him and got no answer. Well, do you think, I mean, obviously he's got insurance. Businesses have to carry insurance, so I know he's got insurance. But there would be a lot of expenses, too. So, I mean, if you guys want to set up a GoFundMe page, I'd be more than happy to have it on this show, on the morning show, all the rest of it. No doubt about it. I'd love to help him out. You know, I have a little tip on a related note. Say again? Um, I'm sorry. I got a little tip on a related note. Uh, when I was, I, I went through a similar thing on my 18th birthday, my mom's house burned to the ground out in Wyzetta. And one of the things that happens is you can file insurance claims. And if you look at your house insurance, you've got, you know, contents covered up to X number of dollars. The difficulty is you got to have some proof that you actually own stuff. So what I started doing, and I'm kind of fire paranoid, it's about every four or five years, I'll walk through the whole house with a video camera. Yeah, that makes just sense. Just talk about all the stuff and take pictures of it so you can remember it. Upload it to my G drive so that if anything ever happens, it's like, yeah, okay, here's here's all the stuff. Um, and it does make a huge difference if you have a catastrophic housing loss like that, either a fire, a tornado, or a flood. At least you've got some evidence somewhere that you've got all this stuff because otherwise... I know this is a news flash, but insurance companies aren't always wanting to pay out as mm-hmm. much as they should. Well, the, right. they're going to start accusing you of deep faking things, though. Your TV is clearly half that size in real life. We're going to pay you half. Yeah, I don't know that it's worth deep faking. Deep faking for a television that used is worth about forty-five dollars. Mm. But 
I, I understand your point. Um, not only that, but he's also got employees he's got to worry about too. Yep. I don't think he did the business by himself. Well, and I don't know his position, but I know he's been in business for quite some time. So he probably has something called business interruption insurance, which right. can cover some of that stuff. Uh, maybe he doesn't, and maybe there is a need there. I just hopefully he'll reach out and kind of let everybody know because he's got a lot of friends uh, due to his, you know, all his connections through KQ and then the podcast and stuff. Right. Well, like I said, we'll stay on top of it. Uh, you know, I'll try to reach out to Doc after the show today, see if I can get a hold of him. And, Joe, if you'd continue to do that, uh, one of us will get a hold of him eventually and we'll get this thing figured out. But he has no idea what, what started the fire as, as of right now, does he? No, not, not, not that we know. But like I've been saying, it's cold up there. I mean, I'm right. looking at the, the weather at, uh like six o'clock my time up in Duluth, and it said like twenty eight below, and I'm going yikes. You know, yeah, it's a little uh, brisk. Sandstone's <laughs> like halfway between Duluth and, and the Twin Cities, so mm-hmm. it, it could have been. It could be any number of things. I mean, you know, the the hot water heater could have gone out to the, the right. first yep. gone out, and you know, any little spark, boom, gone. Yeah, I just. You know, Again, this is a guy who's been so loyal for, God, 35, 36, 37 years, what the hell ever it's been uh, the whole time. He, he came down to uh, Nashville with us, had a wonderful time. Charlie was down there with us, just just having a great time. And Like I said, Doc's always been terrific, actually does care about everybody on the show and the show and all the rest of it. So if we can help in any way, I'd be more than happy to do it, more than happy. Yeah, let me know if you get a hold of him, and I'll do the same. All right, Jose. I said Jose. Did you hear me? Right. Right. You don't use the German. What is the German? Yoshit. Yoshit? Yosef. Oh, Yosef. That makes more sense. Yeah, because I was going to say Yoshit is not really a great name. But... No. <laughs> and that'd be oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> exactly. Ah, what the hell? I'm having a ball here, Joe. Thank you very much for calling. We'll we'll uh, we'll get a hold of him at, at, at some uh, point, some juncture, and we'll we'll see right. what we can do to help him. And again, I, I assume he's fully uh, insured, but you know you got to pay the employees and all the rest of it. So if you need some cash to pay the employees, be more than happy to raise it because I know we got a lot of listeners that are our listeners are very generous, man. They're really really good people, yes, no question. All right, Palomino, I'll well, have a good day. Thank you, too. Thanks a lot. Back to car selling secrets there, Mr. Sprinthal. All right, a quiz for you guys. Uh, okay. It's not final yet, but it guess take a guess at uh, who you think might be the number one luxury brand by volume in the United States for the year that just passed, 2021. You mean cars, luxury cars? Yeah. So the number one luxury brands. brand in America. Yep. Um, American made, well, it's not Lincoln anymore. No, not American made, uh, luxury cars. So everything Just from Lamborghini oh, so to Porsche, you know, all the spendy stuff like, you know, big time morning DJs drive around in. Uh, I would have to go with Rolls Royce, I would imagine. No, they don't sell by volume. In terms of volume? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Well, they don't have to sell three of them and you got the, the entire lot at most car dealerships. That's true. 
Well, I guess now, if you're talking is, about physical is, we're, volume. We're looking for the number of units sold. Rolls-Royce was just probably a blip no. on that. Oh, probably yeah. a blip on that. I would go with, it's got to be Volkswagen, I would think. Well, we're looking at luxury brands. Oh, luxury brands. Okay, well, then we'll move you're, that one over a, to. This is a struggle for you. It's not Jaguar. Nope. I wouldn't have yeah. any idea, to be honest. Is it Mercedes? So usually, the, in the last 10 years, the big three are BMW, uh, Mercedes, and Lexus, and they chase sense. each other for the highest right. volume. And we don't know for sure because uh, they're still waiting for December reports to come in. But it looks like BMW was going to finish at 336,000 cars, beating Lexus at 304 and Mercedes at 276. But uh, the, the one that will probably take the crown, and this is because December numbers haven't come in yet, at 303,000 with a month to go versus 336 for BMW All-In is Elon Musk and Tesla. Oh, really? yeah, that's not that surprising, yep. actually. It's, it's exploded. But, it's huge now. I mean, yeah, but think about how quick him, Mercedes-Benz invented the automobile. I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> They've had a bit right. of a head start. <laughs> um, and Tesla came really from nothing in 15 years, right? What, what year was your Tesla, Tom? Do you remember? It was 2005-ish, I think, six. Uh, right around 2005, 2006, I think, yeah. I think Something that's like probably. that. Okay, so it's 15 years, because mm-hmm. that, was, that was the first year of production, right? Roadster, yeah. Yes. The Roadster? Yep. yep. So in 15 years, a startup automobile company, it looks like they will be the number one worldwide volume, or not worldwide, uh, U.S. volume leader in the luxury segment. That's, to me, that's an amazing story. It is an amazing story, particularly since... Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, right now electric cars pollute more than gasoline cars. Why is that? Because of production. It's and production because, uh, of the battery specifically. The production of the battery, yeah. They have not figured out hell. a good way to make those batteries, and that's a right. big part of the reason they're both so expensive and expensive to maintain. It's all the battery. Yeah, it is. What did you, Mike, here's a good story for you. A guy buys a buys a Tesla, and I, I owned the first Tesla in Minnesota. I also bought a uh, from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, a uh, an ELR Cadillac, which I absolutely loved too. I thought that was a great car. But um, yeah, there was a guy. You should who have kept a, that time. Do you know those things are worth a quarter million dollars now? What? Well, thanks, Doug. It's I'm a little kidding. late in the game, isn't it? I'm jacking with you. I'm completely oh, kidding. Okay. Exactly. I wouldn't I doubt say it's some sort of weird that. niche market with the used cars right now. What happened to Cadillac? They just went away. It is for old people. That's what. Well, uh, they're coming back in a huge way. They're, they're, oh, there's good. an electric version of the uh, Escalade that's, I mean, they've got sales orders oh. written on them as, as long as the uh, the. the, the as as I, I know one thing. Free. My cousins did it. Did their part in keeping Cadillac alive. Oh yeah, nice Jewish kids from St. Paul in and North Minneapolis. Yep. Well, the remember, Escalade's remember been popular Remember, we had lunch forever. at the Lincoln Dell, and half the cars there would be Cadillacs. Mm, they were. It's true. It's absolutely true. My favorite story right now is a guy who bought the Tesla, and the battery failed. And he called Tesla and said, I need a new battery. And they said, well, it's not covered. You have to buy a new battery. And he said, how much is the new battery? And they said, $25,000. He went outside and burned the car to the ground. <laughs> yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> well, but even and if you try I, to and here's the kicker. It. He wasn't even American. That sounds like something an American would do. He was a Swedish That's true. Guy, wasn't he? 
I think so, yeah. Well, if you try to sell it, I mean, it's worth what? The price of the vehicle minus $27,000 or whatever it is you said. You yeah, know. I mean, right. there's not he, a lot of value. He cut left. his nose off to spite his face, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. There's no question about that. I just, but I thought that was an interesting story. Instead of paying 25 grand to get a new battery, he burns the car to the ground. I think he blew it up, too, come to think of it. I think he did. <laughs> Put some tanner you know, that, in there. that was always the advantage of having an old Ford, was they generally would self immolate. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Just a, you go outside and there's just a pile of metal uh, mm-hmm. shavings on the ground. That's all that's left. Yeah. That's why I call uh, them Buddhist cars. The Buddhist car? Oh, yeah, yeah. the uh, the protest from 20 years ago or whenever that was. Was that 30 oh, That was now? about 50 years ago. No, That was really? a big thing at one time. The 1970s, yeah. Well, I think, I think that, that it still happened. I think it's happened recently in, oh, yeah. in protest against yeah. the Chinese government. Someone a just few did it. monks have, yeah. burnt, have set themselves afire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, God, I can't. It's just crazy. Yeah, no I you. know. No question no about it. No self-immolation for me, thank you. Yeah. I have, I have, a, I have a, uh, another electric car story for uh, Grateful Dead fans, which are all wealthy old people right now. Uh, Volkswagen, a few years ago, unwrapped a prototype car, which looks like a modern version of the VW Microbus. Oh, and wow. it's called mm. the ID Buzz. And it's going to go into production fairly soon. Pricing and reservation information will be available at Volkswagen dealers soon. The U.S. version will have three rows of seating along with a longer wheelbase. Uh, it's likely to mean a larger battery pack, more range, given the van's lineage of Volkswagen's global MEB architecture. Potential range of at least 300 miles. So you'll be able to look like you're traveling across the country in 70 styles. I actually did that once with some friends uh, going to Colorado to ski in the wintertime. It was absolutely horrible for two reasons. It was a real VW microbus. So if you were forced to drive, if you remember the pedals for the clutch and the brake kind of went right through the floorboard. So there was a big air gap. So when it's 15 below zero and there's no heat in those things, uh, your feet would just, they just, they'd go numb because it was so cold. And what made the trip worse was almost everybody on board were Grateful Dead uh, fans from McAllister College. So we had to listen to 20 <laughs> hours of bootleg versions of China Cat Sunflower all the way across Nebraska. It was, uh, I would have rather have been in prison. <laughs> Is the new electric hey man, one? you're either on or off the bus. Yeah, yeah that's right. Is the new electric one going to have an eight-track player just for old times' sake? That would be really cool, actually. That, can you, can know, you even if you get look, eight tracks uh, if anymore? You look, if you Google uh, Volkswagen ID Buzz, you'll get pictures of it. And they did a nice job capturing the retro look, as they did when they brought back the Beetle 15 or 20 years ago. It was a pretty good homage to the world's <laughs> most popular car. Does it come with its own graffiti? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I like it. It works Those for me. Those old Volkswagen no buses in, invariably had you know, all sorts of graffiti. It was the yep, thing that's to right. Do. Well, because they only went, they only had forty horsepower, so you could tag them yeah. even if they were moving. They didn't go very fast. I have a question for you. I just saw a story that popped up on my screen just now. I think I might get out of radio and get into the healthcare business, nursing business, actually. 
Minnesota to pay $275 an hour or more for nurses to battle Omicron surge, mm. and they get $345 per day for food. How much food Lodging do you eat? Other... What the hell? I mean, you get 620 bucks or a day. It's pretty good. Yeah, that is yeah, pretty that's good. Yeah, that's not bad. Or, I'm sorry. That's it's 275 per hour. Yeah, that's if you so work that, one hour. So yeah, so if you only work one hour, that it's 345 per day for food, lodging, and other living expenses. So if you just go an eight hour, let's go you t- ten hour a day. So you're making uh, Jesus 2750 bucks uh, a day. That's pretty good. Actually, pretty good they're week. working one and a half shifts. All these people that they uh, the, the state oh, is okay. imported from out of state. They're working. Uh, I think it's 12 hour shifts. Excellent. So that's pretty good money. That's, it you is. Know, it's supply and demand. Yeah. It is. No, you're absolutely right. Supply and demand is a big part of that whole thing. There's no getting around it. But my God, two, I don't think I've ever known anybody makes, I mean, other than radio people sit down on their ass and don't do anything. They don't really earn any money. They get money, but they don't earn it. So, you know, it's that yeah. deal. But 275 an hour is about as high as I've ever heard. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't deserve it. Up but there, that's it, for sure. You know, well, somewhere I have the bill jump, from from the Providence lying in, which is what they called maternity hospitals in the old day, from when I was right. born in 1958. And I think my mom was in for three or four days. It was 135 bucks. Mm. Really? Well, yeah, but with inflation, yep. that's like $50,000. <laughs> oh, I don't think it's quite that much. What was the Andy bill for when him. your son was born, Andy? You're the most recent father in the club. Uh, nothing, because I had just had major surgery, so hit my deductible. Yep. But they usually give you, an, what do they call it, an explanation of benefits? Yeah, something like that. It would have been, I don't know, Melissa would know better than me, of course, but it definitely was not something affordable, I can say that much. Oh, I bet it was thirty grand easy, wasn't it? We were only there for twenty four hours ish. We got out okay, of there as so soon as we possibly could. But uh <laughs> closer to one hundred. But I think it was probably like twenty something, yeah. Or would have been. Yep. Keep talking. I'm trying to look up and see if I can find out how much how much a birth of a baby costs now. Well, it depends <laughs> on where you live. I mean it could I'm sure it ranges from five thousand dollars to two fifty. Well, I, I think, think in so. most of the civilized world, it ranges from free to uh, then the American charges. All well, right, I'm clicking on it. Clicking on it right now. You know, the average price is uh, between five and $11,000. That's what Whoa. it says. Yeah, that's about right, I'd say. And that's just that's to have the kid, though, and stay for probably the minimum, though, I assume. That's a vaginal delivery, too. It's not... Uh, What's the other C one? C-sections are much more expensive. No, C-sections yeah. are much more expensive, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so the, there you uh, have it. The, uh, the thing that really, uh, that really revolutionized uh, and, and cut down on the rate of, uh, of uh, stillborn babies, uh, you know, mothers and babies both, you know, suffer, suffering some horrible fatal disease, was when doctors finally figured out, and they learned this, they should have learned it from midwives, because the the rate the rate of, among midwives of of anything horrible happening was was next to nothing, because uh, the midwives knew enough to wash their hands. Yep. Oh, that's Doctors a good tip. Doctors didn't wash their hands until relatively recently. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's yeah, insane. Yeah, well, right. Relatively speaking, it's yeah. It's true. Well, let's see. I could probably uh, I could probably find out the year that they decided the it was a good idea. 
Imagine how many people were maimed and killed uh, during the Civil War. Oh, God. Yeah. Those filthy hands touching, yeah, bullet wounds? No, that would yeah, kill I mean, you faster than the bullet would. Lincoln might have lived to be 95 if the damn doctor had washed his hands. <laughs> Did he get, the, get the brain infection from the gaping hole in his head? He would have survived? Well, today, who knows, but... Uh, I mean, wasn't yeah. he shot in the back of the head? Yeah. Kind of hard to survive that one. Yeah, I don't know I that, that hand-washing really had much <laughs> no, to do with the... Probably <laughs> not. I was, you know, I was just, I was just vamping there. You were vamping, well, it's, yeah, it's, not, it's not untrue for a lot of people that were shot, though. It's still probably right. not untrue, honestly, because, uh, like, street medics, that kind of thing, that is an awful idea. Yeah, not a All good right. idea. Mm-mm. That's going to do it, boys. A hell of a job, I thought. Uh, turns out, by the way, it was 1870 that doctors decided that washing their hands was a good idea. Yeah, 150 years ago. Now we're talking. Yeah, Andy, I mean, I'll send you the synopsis. I think I'm going to shorten and just list the things that we didn't talk about. Yeah, for real. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Thank All you right, for well, joining us. Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 117 of your Keeping Score at Home. We should be back uh, live, same bat time, same bat channel next Thursday. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>